Would you like to be seated? In just a moment, Nikki is going to bring us our Bible reading, and then Brian's going to speak to us. And the children and young people and any toddlers and babies, you're welcome to go off into the fellowship area where there's a little activity for you to join in with. It's suitable for all ages, and um, you're going to be making something that you might want to show to us later on. Okay, today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 to 50, and it can be found on page 71 in your Pew Bible. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city, who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he cancelled the debts for both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he cancelled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say amongst themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Nikki. Did you listen to that reading? Did you follow it on the screen? What did you take in? What did you hear? What is it all about? Come on, who's going to tell me? You weren't really listening, were you? You weren't really taking it in. You see? And you're not going to get away with it. Because I'm going to tell you something about it. Because it's a very important story and one that we can really learn something from this morning. You see, we heard, well, I heard, and I, and I read it as well beforehand. It's all about that woman who was forgiven by Jesus for her sins. Do you pick up that word? For her sins. You see, Luke tells us in that story 
But because she was forgiven, she was so, so grateful. It meant so much to her. She wanted to say thank you in a very special way to Jesus for all that he'd done in forgiving her. Yes, she was a sinner. We're not told how she sinned. We're not told, we're given no details of how she sinned. I don't know, but it could well be that she didn't love God that much, that she didn't bother much about her neighbors and love them. She probably committed lots of wrong things, did things that she shouldn't have done. She, I don't know, probably failed to do a number of things that she should have done. Yes, she sinned. She was a sinner, and she'd sinned, as we heard in that story, in many different ways. It's an ugly word, isn't it, the word sinner? Yes, even for those who are hiding around the corner. It's an ugly word, isn't it? It's an ugly word, because I'm going to tell you the good news. And that is that you lot, all of you, are sinners too. Because I am. That's one thing that we can't get away from. We are all sinners, like that woman. I don't know in what sort of way. I don't know you lot. Well, I know some of you. I don't know how you sin and where you fall short. I know where I do. Perhaps I don't always recognize when I am. You see, St. Paul in one of his letters tells us that all, all have sinned. We can't get away from it. All of us have sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. Now, and you know, when we sin, when we sin, we just distance ourselves from our holy God, our loving heavenly Father, who wants to come close to us, who wants to be near to us. And then we hurt him when we do wrong things and sin. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever hurt anyone with what you've said or damaged them in any way or uh, done something that's hurt them? Has anybody ever done that to you? Where you've been hurt by somebody, by what they said or damaged in some sort of way. Because when that happens, we distance ourselves from each other, don't we? We just get far apart. There's an un unhappy atmosphere between us because we've been hurt or they've been hurt. How do we put it right? How does it change? It'll never change unless somebody says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And what happens when the other person says, oh, okay, I forgive you. What happens then? Wow. Life begins again, doesn't it? The relationship is restored. We're happy to be together and to meet and to have fellowship and time together. You see, that sinful woman in that story was so much aware of her sins, her failures, her wrongdoing, and she just longed to be forgiven. She turned to Jesus she met up with him, and she trusted and she believed in him. And she just expressed her sorrow. And what happened? She 
was forgiven. She was forgiven. What did Jesus say to her? He said, your sins, which were many, have been forgiven. And it's your faith that has saved you. Go in peace. You see, she trusted and believed in him. She knew that he was the only one who could forgive her sins. In the middle of that account, Luke inserts a mini parable. It's a little parable about two debtors, one who owed a considerable sum of money and the other one who owed much less. They were both, their debt was cancelled for both of them. Which one do you think was the most grateful? The one who had the biggest debt, as it were. He was really grateful. But you know, both were let off the hook, weren't they? And both needed to be grateful and to express their thanks. Let's stop for a moment. How did that sinful woman who was forgiven, how did she express her gratitude? Jesus in that story compares her uh, with Simon. Do you remember Simon in that story? He was the one who gave the dinner party. He was quite an important guy, wasn't he? He could, you know, it's very interesting, he could see the sins of other people, but he was totally unaware of the sins in his own life. Some people are like that, aren't they? That's how Simon was. He could see other people's failures and mistakes, but not his own. He was what we call self-righteous. Self-righteous. He had a sort of, I'm all right, Jack, attitude. I don't have to gasp for forgiveness. Nothing wrong with me. He was pretty pious. He was a sort of, I don't know, go to church once a Sunday sort of chap but that was all he didn't seek proper forgiveness and he clearly showed no respect for Jesus and didn't honour him in any way but what a contrast with the woman who was forgiven can I read that to you? it's up on the screen just listen again to the difference between the two of them Jesus said to him, you, Simon, you didn't give me any water for my feet when I arrived, but she, she has bathed my feet with her tears and she's dried them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss, but from the time I came in, she just hasn't stopped kissing my feet. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. You see, that was her way of expressing her thankfulness with a devotion that was uninhibited, that was costly. This was her worship of Jesus. This was her total surrender to him. And she offered all of this unreservedly, regardless of what others might have thought, regardless of what others might have said behind her back. You see, she was passionate about her thanks and about worshipping Jesus. And she worshipped him emotionally. She worshipped him physically. She worshipped him spiritually. Because he changed her life. He'd set her free. He'd released her from all her sins. 
Now, I'd like to think that that account about the penitent woman, the one who was forgiven, and the, about Simon challenges each one of us. Certainly challenges me. Does it challenge you? Who am I like? Am I like Simon? Or am I like the penitent woman? What are you like? Stop for a moment and think. Which one are you like, really? Are you one who goes to Jesus to be forgiven? Because you're aware of your sins? Or don't you bother? Doesn't it matter? You see, I think we need to acknowledge, all of us, all of us need to acknowledge that we are sinners. And that we hurt God when we sin. We hurt others when we sin. And so often we hurt ourselves. Deep down, I don't know, we may be carrying a burden of guilt that we haven't been able to shake off. But you know, Jesus is there 24-7, always available, and he's the only one who can totally, totally forgive us as he buries our sins in the deepest sea. Those sins are buried, they're forgotten, and they're forgiven. Amazing, isn't it? He only can do that because he paid the price for my sins, for your sins, when he carried them on that cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. He paid my debt. He died in my place. He died in your place. Amazing, isn't it? And when we trust and believe in him, and when we go to him and say, I'm sorry, Lord, he comes in with his grace and mercy and love and forgives us totally. Are you a sinner? I love the way that... Do you ever read the, have you ever read the Street Bible? Rob Lacey put together the, the, the Street Bible. It's based from, on the Bible. He quotes a lo- There's a lovely little passage when he refers to what John wrote in his epistle. Listen to this. He says, if we make out that we've got no mess to clean up in our lives... We're deluding ourselves and living in denial. But if we face up to it, admit to it, that God, to God that we've messed up, then he sticks by us and he sticks by his rules. He wipes the slates clean, means he forgives us, and he refines us. If we bluff that we're in the clear, making God out to be a liar and just proving that we've not listened to or heard what he said. He makes it clear, didn't he? You know, Jesus said, I've come so that you may have life and you may have life in all its fullness. You know, we'll never, never have life in all its fullness if we're carrying a burden of guilt aware over and over again of the mistakes we've made and the wrong things that we've done or said. You know, some time ago, I was talking with a man who told me how badly he treated his wife. She was no longer part of this world. She died. And he was living with all the regrets of all the mistakes that he'd made and all his failures. And he had all the painful memories. 
we prayed together, and he confessed in faith. He told Jesus about all the mistakes he'd made, all his failures. Confessed to Jesus, the only one who could set him free and forgive him. Do you know, as he prayed, suddenly his face exploded with joy. And he began to live life again. He was forgiven. He was so grateful that day to God and grateful ever since for this release from the burden he was carrying. You know, God wants all that is best for each one of us. And he's provided in and through Jesus the forgiveness we so desperately need. Not as a one-off, because whenever sin rears its ugly head in our lives, we have to remember to go back and say sorry to God. And whatever happens, let's always ensure that our lips, our hearts, our lives just overflow with praise and thanksgiving to the Saviour who just rescues us and does so over and over again. You're not going to forget that story, are you? And remember who you are. You're a sinner. Are you living with unforgiven sins in your life? Then let that continue.